Amen. Isn't God good? I'm going to read to you from Psalm 103 of David. And when Pastor Randy sent this to me, I said, oh, we're going to read from a psalm. And of David, you know, David had a heart like no other, a heart. I was after the Lord. And, you know, sometimes when we pray, we forget to seek him with all of our heart. And when I read this scripture, I read it a bunch of times. I said, whoa. But I want you guys to listen to the words. Listen to what David said about our Lord. So again, follow along Psalm 103 of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all of your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to his children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. I mean, listen to that. Let's say our scripture declaration together. Lord, we honor your word to us. May your truth become our heart's pursuit and our life's practice. Amen. And if I can, I'd like to, I'm going to follow in Eric's lead, and I'm going to say a prayer for Pastor Randy, because as the head of the church, we know that you 
to the prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for Pastor Randy as he gets ready to come up here and lead the church in this word. Allow the words that he shared fulfill all of us. Allow our hearts to be softened where they need to be. And allow you to direct him and us to follow as you need us. In Jesus' name, we pray all of these things. Amen. So very quickly, let's go through what we're going to share together from this passage of Scripture that Tiffany shared with you. And I'm aware of the time. We're not going to be spending much time. So let's go to our next slide. Let's go to slide right there. There we go. Albert Einstein said there's only two ways to live your life. One is that though nothing is a miracle, and the other is though everything is a miracle. And, you know, Einstein's a pretty smart guy, right? So he probably is aware of human nature. He probably realizes that for most of us, we get started down one path or we get started down another. And if you're like me, probably we're a lot alike in that. I want to be on that path where everything that happens in my life feels like God is moving and this is a miraculous thing. And that is probably the path that we need to be on because we take so much for granted. But most of the time, our world pulls us not onto that path, but onto the other one. You guys understand where I'm coming from? It just feels like, you know what, whatever, you know, and it just feels like the mundane grabs us and pulls us down. And so it's so important for us to grasp and understand that we make choices when it comes to our gratitude. I shared a little bit about that with you last week. But if we can go to our next slide here. I want to just talk a little bit about these studies that say that gratitude means our relationships are better, we're more likely to be generous, we sleep better, our body is healthier, but the caveat there is is that you have to express it. It's not something that you can hold inside and gain the benefits because gratitude is not, contrary to what we've been told or led to believe, gratitude is not a feeling, it is a way of expressing what we feel, and so it's a big difference. Just like love is a decision and not a feeling, gratitude is the same thing. We make a decision to say that God is good all the time. And all the time, what? God is good. And so because of that, we worship him with gratitude and a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, not because we always feel it, but because we know it to be a fact and true. Let's go to our next slide here. How do we become people who are less anxious well, it begins here by offering prayer and supplication. That's our, 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 our petitions that we put before God. And notice there, what does it say? With thanksgiving, let our requests be made known to God. And then it goes on and it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. What is he saying here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7? He's saying just this. If it's all about you and what you can muster up and what you can make happen, then it becomes a burden that you have to bear 24-7, 365. And when things aren't going right, it's because you messed up somewhere. Didn't give enough, didn't do enough, didn't work hard enough. But if instead you can say, you know what, I'm not going to be the one who manufactures this life. I'm going to put myself in the good graces of the God who made me, and I'm just going to allow him to bring into my life those things that are good, and I'm going to trust in him and his goodness rather than in me and my own strength. And so if we can do that, 
we begin to experience peace that goes beyond what we can believe or even understand. But if it's all up to you and me, then we're not going to experience that peace in that same way. Now, here's what I want to do and just slow down for just a moment. They tell us that COVID was really rough on a lot of people's mental health. And I get that and I understand that. I'm not trying to dismiss that as something that is not important. But here's what I would prescribe. If you can make Thanksgiving and the appreciation and the movement of God that has already happened in your life, something that you bring off the sideline and bring to the forefront, it can help you and I to experience more peace than if we don't make that choice. And again, I say it is a choice that we make. Let's keep moving here very quickly. The big idea is that God's character and consistent blessings are the source of living thanksgiving. The whole point of living thanksgiving is the idea of making November last all year long. It's not just about a one-day thing, and yet the truth of the matter is is that we get it, right? I mean, it almost seems like everything's a breakneck pace right up until the very day before Thanksgiving or the day of Thanksgiving. And then as soon as Thanksgiving over, what happens on that next, that next day is always known as Black Friday because you know it's time to get back out there and go and purchase things and start your Christmas shopping and all that different stuff. And it's just that one day that feels a little different because we're actually thankful for what we have, not worried about what we're about to have or get or gain. And so that's why Thanksgiving feels very different. But here's what I would encourage you with. If you can make that something that is a part of your character and your own personality that you will incorporate and say, this is what I'm going to do on a regular basis. It's going to change me because Thanksgiving always does. If we can say it's about God's character, his consistency of blessings, that is why I can live Thanksgiving, not just have it for one single day over the course of a year. So as we do oftentimes, God's character and consistent blessings are the source of living thanksgiving. Would you guys say that with me on the count of three? Ready? One, two, three. God's character and consistent blessings are the source of living thanksgiving. You know what that means? That means that even when I'm not paying attention, God is still consistently blessing me. Now I want to slow down here for just one more moment, and I want you to think about the blessings that are in your life right now that you are taking for granted, not because you are a bad person, but because you just simply have not, like most of us have not, just slowed down enough to say, you know what? I've taken for granted this thing that brings me joy and that God has brought into my life. You might even be sitting next to that person today and maybe you've taken for granted that you have wonderful things in your life through that person that God brought into your life. I'm giving you a chance right now, guys, to turn to that wife of yours and say, you are a blessing, right? Hey, do I have to spell it out for you? All right, well, if I do, that's fine. And ladies, guess what? He can be a blessing too. Usually it's you. I'm not gonna lie. It's usually you. But occasionally it's us. So let him know, all right? And so be grateful. And maybe some of those blessings that you have dismissed to go to the back, 
that don't always feel like blessings, right? Because sometimes they have teenage attitudes, amen, right? And so it's hard to have the great opportunity every time. But remind yourself of what your life would be like. I'm not going to get emotional, but I will tell you that it's crazy when all the craziness of your house just stops and those kids are gone and you can't just go and talk to them and can't go and see them because they're away at school or whatever it might be. So don't miss the chance to tell them that they are a blessing from God while you still can. All right, let's keep moving here. And I realize my time is just about done. So here's what I do want to share with you. I won't go any further, but let me just share this with you. We often think of David as having lived a charmed life, but he faced a lot of long years of running for his life in an unfair way and being dealing with many hardships even after he became king. But his constant refrain in teaching others was to bless the Lord. He says it all the time in all of the different songs that he writes, not in every one, but in so many of them. But notice this, that David even posted a little note to self saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. Because here is what I believe he's telling us. He's reminding us that sometimes we need to remind ourselves that we have so much to be grateful for. Because the feeling might not be there, but the cause for thanksgiving never changes because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he was worthy then, he is worthy now, and he will be worthy tomorrow of your gratitude and your thanksgiving. So when you're getting harried, when you're getting busy, when you're getting in a rush, remind yourself, I am living right now in the midst of God's goodness and his blessings to me. Let me take a moment to be grateful rather than forgetful. All right, so very quickly, uh, I'm trying to think. Let's go to our I apply by. We just don't have much time to go any further, but let's hit our I apply by. A couple of things that I want to share with you in the I apply by. I have first... Talk back to yourself because the truth is is that sometimes those things that are going on in your head are telling you that you don't have anything to be grateful for, but usually that is a lie. It is the truth that you will lie to yourself with your feelings and with your thoughts, but you need to begin to talk back to yourself and say, God is good all the time. And then if you see it in other people, say it. If it's positive, say it. Encourage them. Be a blessing as often as you possibly can because it is so important for you to express gratitude. That's how lives get changed, how relationships get changed and healed. And these are the things that you can do, not because you feel it, but because you've made the decision to be a person who is characterized by gratitude. And the more that we are grateful, the more like God and the more appreciative of God we become. And then this second I apply by, slow down and remember. That passage of scripture that we read just a moment ago from Psalm 103, David wrote down, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then he goes on to list the different benefits. The one that spoke to me is that God blesses your children's children. 
if you don't grasp this, let me help you understand that the more you live for God and the more that you become a person of gratitude and thanksgiving, the more that pours to your children and the more likely that they are to pour that into their children as well. It's so important for you to be a person of gratitude. But if you're cool with not living your best life, I'm here to tell you, don't put that on your kids because they will see what kind of gratitude you have or don't have and believe that to be the way. They will follow in your footsteps. So if you're okay with not being grateful for all that God has done and knowing that it just hurts you when you don't praise and worship and thank God for all that he's done, that's one thing. But just know that in the gratitude that we remember, <laughs> the gratitude that we remember and express, our kids begin to shift their focus from what they can do and are grateful to the God who gives every good and perfect gift. I know that part of the reason I stand here and declare God's goodness has nothing to do with me except for I was born into a house that was faithful to tell me how God had blessed in their life. Part of my spiritual heritage is not anything that happened before I, it happened way before I was born. It is the spiritual heritage that my father has been faithful to share, that my mother has been faithful to share, that their parents were faithful to share to them, and now they shared it with me, and now I'm sharing with my daughter, and now she's sharing it with her son, to your children's children. It is a gift that you can give to be grateful, or it is a curse that you put on them to be ungrateful. So do your very best for yourself, but do your very best at very least for those that you have following behind you. They will follow in the footsteps of gratitude if you walk it. But if you choose not to, it's not just you that pays the price. So slow down and remember, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Make that decision to bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and not forget what he has done for me, redeeming my soul from the pit. And as far as the east is from the west, he has separated my transgressions, your transgressions from you, and that righteousness will be poured out on your children's children. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, let this be true of all of us. May we be people who worship in gratitude and may you have your way within our hearts. May we live in the goodness of God and may it be faithful to come out of our mouths, Lord, not just simply reside in our hearts. We love you. We thank you. Help us to see what you are doing. Help us to slow down and remember and help us to be faithful to remind ourselves to bless the Lord at all times. May your praise be continually in our mouths. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's check out this video and then the ladies are going to lead us as we close. Come to the table. It's plentiful year-round. You're welcome here. So pull up a chair. This is the table of bounty. It's where blessing is served. <laughs>
heaping in portions topped with gratitude. Come to the table. There's a place saved for you. Take and eat. This is the bread that feeds your soul. Pull up a chair to the table that overflows. Drink this living water and cheer to the sacrifice of praise. It's free to eat, but it costs more than we can pay. So feast with thankfulness and bow in surrender. We dine with the King who knows our name. He pulls up his chair beside ours. He feasts as a brother and friend. There is a day of thanksgiving, but this is the life of it. The banner over us is love. Every single day, we pull up this chair and sit at this table. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever.